That was quick. It wasn't slow. So it's beer o'clock. It's time for drunken time travel. I'm your host... Irish Gav. Professionals. And I'm your host... English Gav. <laughs> We've done it so well so Something far. like that. If you want to contact us about the show or anything else, drunkentimetravel at gmail.com, at drunkentimetravel, and on the thing that is known as Facebook. Yes, we are on the thing known as Facebook. Our official tedious link beer today this on this most holy of days. It's called Kelpie Seaweed Ale. A pause there was Gav reading the beer. That was me reading the beer. <laughs> Just to get the exact name. We know what we're doing. This is not being planned at all. Off the cuff. All the way. Yep. We don't even we don't even like Doctor Who. We've just ended up here in the middle of the second Doctor. Just like Ben and Polly. We have friends that like Doctor Who that script this whole thing for us. Yep. Because we're so great at presenting, they they want us to do it. That doesn't seem likely. It doesn't seem likely no, at all. Um, so, synopsis boy, have you got a synopsis for me? I do have some kind of synopsis. Whether it's the kind that you want, I don't know. Probably not, but... But it's the kind that you are getting. Is it, is it, has, it got, has it got jokes on it? No. Oh, right. It never has jokes in it. We might as well just copy and paste it from Wikipedia then. Where's the fun in that? Read it. Read, boy. I am reading. So, we now have a new companion. The obvious thing to do, especially since Jamie's an idiot, is to show him the ropes. Firstly, that we don't know where the TARDIS is going to land. And second... Does the uh, TARDIS have ropes? I'm sure it must. It's got everything. Okay. Does it have everything? It's got a lot of things. It must have a rope somewhere around the pool. Does it have a stoner kebab? No. Well, it doesn't have everything. There, you can it? only get that in Scotland. In that one, one establishment, whatever it is. That one, one. Anyway. <laughs> and second, caves. It's in the caves where our travellers are captured. Has anything good ever happened in a cave? Yes. What? Cave paintings. Is that really good, though? It's it's the first it's the first art of the human species. Is it art or is it graffiti? <laughs> anyway, they're thrown into a lift and taken down to 1970, where they're treated to an errant seafood buffet. They're told that the living goddess Ando is expecting them and they're to play an important part in the festival. I'm guessing it's not serving the dinner or anything like that. The doctor leaves a message for Professor Zaroff saying. Please don't kill me yet, I have a secret. And they're all taken to a Bond film where they're placed on the table of death. They're suspended over the shark of death, in the pool of death, inside the temple of death. Nobody called it that, but I just did. So, On seeing the note, Zaroff orders the travellers released. The greatest scientific genius since Leonardo, apparently. Turns out the Doctor doesn't have a secret. Zaroff thinks the Doctor is funny. Funny people amuse him. He may live. Funny like a clown, or... Uh... Apparently, yes. So are you or, saying... Or funny are like you a say, Are you saying Zaroff is Joe Pesci? Yes. Okay, you can get what I'm talking about there. Yes. Okay. It's not Lethal Weapon 4 I'm referencing there. No. Okay. Ben and Jamie then get sent to the mine, whilst Polly's given a tour of the farm, complete with fish farmers. That's farmers that are actually fish people, not people farming fish. Polly is going to be turned into a fish farmer. The Doctor figures out he's on Atlantis. And Zaroff 
as promised to lift Atlantis out of the sea. The doctor is informed that Polly is to undergo the fish operation and the surgeon is poised with the anaesthetic. The moral of this story is, always avoid the important things, you'll probably end up dead. Episode 2 The doctor cuts the power and the surgery is plunged into darkness. When the surgeons go to Zaroff to complain that they can't see, he says they are making an unnecessary fuss. I guess he thinks they must be bat surgeons or something like that. Polly is helped to escape in the darkness to some caves. Caves in the caves. Under questioning from the doctor, Zaroff reels up. Okay, I'm not going to raise Atlantis. I'm going to drain the ocean. Okay, I'm not going to drain the ocean. I'm going to blow the planet up. I didn't say I'm going to raise Atlantis exactly, did I? It's just in little bits. Apparently the greatest thing a scientist can do is display his ultimate power by blowing up the planet he lives on. Then he looks at the doctor like he's an idiot when he doesn't understand this reasoning. Then we get a scene in the mines just to remind everyone that Ben and Jamie are still on this show. <laughs> That's enough of that however. Back to Polly. She's made it to the temple of the big giant head and finds a hiding spot. I'm guessing Zaroff is the big giant boat. And he cannot lie. Back in the mines, Ben, Jamie, Jacko and Sean sneak away into a tunnel to see where it leads. Meanwhile, the Doctor is, with the help of his new friend Ramo, telling everyone he can find of the Earth Exploded plan, including the King of Atlantis. Turns out the tunnel leads into and out of the big giant head, but they retreat back into the head when they hear footsteps. Later, King Thaus, having considered Earth going kablooey, appears to be not bothered and tells the guards to do what they will with the Doctor and Ramon. Zaroff is pleased with this. The moral of this story is, the boy who cries exploded planet is not believed unless extraordinary evidence is presented to back up your extraordinary claims. Episode 3 The Doctor and Ramon is escorted to the temple to be sacrificed, where the big giant head orders everyone <laughs> to bow in preparation. But it's really Ben, you see, who's still hiding in there from earlier. The Doctor takes this opportunity to escape with Ramo. Just to annoy Zaroff, the Doctor now plans to get the fish farmers to strike, so that the food supply is cut off. Sean and Jacko, the miners, get this job. Just to be even more annoying to Zaroff, he then decides to kidnap him. After a rather convoluted chase around the smallest market ever, in disguises, Zaroff is led into an ambush. Next we have a masterclass in getting people on your side. Unable to rein in his racist views, Sean insults all the fish farmers and then asks them if they'll strike for him. What follows next can only be described as intermission, a five hour slideshow of some lovely seascapes with fish farmers going on strike. The captive Zaroff says it's too late. He's already set off the bomb countdown. Then he collapses ill. The Doctor, Ben and Jamie go off to try and stop the bond, leaving Zaroff with Ramo and Polly. Unfortunately for everyone involved, Zaroff was faking and kills the priest and kidnaps Polly. The Doctor changes his plan and everyone returns to discover Zaroff gone and they give chase. Unable to stop him, Zaroff returns to the King. The king cancels Zaroff's project, but he goes all fallen down and shoots him and his guards. 
Nothing can stop him now. The moral of this story is when someone says they've got the flu, they probably fucking haven't! Sorry, I'm a bit carried away there. Episode 4. Polly and Jamie decide to go find the Doctor. As soon as they leave, the Doctor turns up. Though. The Doctor, unable to stick to or decide on a single plan, now decides to flood Atlantis as the only way to stop the explodiness. He'll turn up the power of the reactor, which will crumble the walls apparently and flood everything. In the lab, Zaroff gets a report that one of the generators is reaching maximum. It's okay though, nothing can stop him. He then gets a report that the scientists are on strike due to no food. It's okay though. Nothing can stop him. The Doctor and Ben make their way to the generating station, slipping past guards using the password Oscar. They're in Atlantis and they didn't use swordfish as the password? <laughs> Jamie and Polly have got lost in the tunnels on the way to the lab. Zaroff then notices there's now a radiation leak. It's okay though, nothing can stop him. Polly and Jamie spot a leak in the caves and Atlantis starts flooding. It's okay. Nothing can stop him. But he advances the schedule just in case. The Doctor confronts the scientists and tells them Zara's plan on destroying Atlantis. The scientists evacuate, but like Batman, he's anticipated everything. Nothing can stop him. And he locks himself in a cage with a big red explodey button. Then he tells the Doctor how to stop it, because, well, nothing can stop him. It turns out, however, there was one thing he hadn't planned for. The Doctor turning the lights off. Zaroff leaves his cage to turn them back on, but Ben locks the cage again and runs off so Zaroff can't press the big red explodey button anymore. It appears something can stop him after all. I never saw that coming. Everyone makes it out of Atlantis alive, apart from Zaroff, who goes down with his lab. Back in the TARDIS, the Doctor claims he has total control over it. Cue the TARDIS going out of control. The moral of this story is, always carry a torch with you. You never know when someone is going to turn the lights off. Just like the X-Files. They always carry a torch with them. Yes, they knew everything. They knew everything. Well, they knew to carry torches with them. Yep. But then, to be fair, I think they prefer torches. To what? Actually turning on lights. It is a bit more discreet. If you're, if you're a bit of a secret agent type person, you don't want to be turning lights on. So this was a rather insane episode. Yes, it was rather. Let me just give you four points. Just just the four? Just the four. We'll limit it to the just the four. So there were, there were, there were, there were, there were sharks, that were man-eating sharks in wells. Yeah. There, there were mining in Atlantis for some reason. Yeah. Mad scientist also wants to drain the world's ocean. That he did. And another mad scientist, had not even mad, another scientist, we'll just call him, we'll be nice to him, said he wants to turn people into fish. Is he a normal scientist? Well, yeah. Scientists, normal but, scientists but he wanted normal to turn people into fish. Yes. That is not a normal scientist. No, but normal scientists these days, in this world... Put ears on the back of mice. That's normal. See? You think that's normal, but you think turning people into fish isn't normal. No. Episode 3 exists, Gav. Yes, Episode 3 did exist. You are right about that. Episode 2 also exists. 
Yes, episode two does exist. And but it has we existed did not for a year and a half, but we've yet to see it. Yes. Because the BBC are decided. Yes, they they decide to tell us this episode exists, but you're not going to get to see it. No. I, I think they purpose of listening to our podcast and not releasing newly found episodes that we are getting towards. Well, yes, because there are two. They found two new episodes, and I oh, and I have the one now. I have the one now that that that's of Galaxy Four that we didn't get to see at the time, but but we can watch now. Yeah, but not this one. This is what I'm saying. Was it and the? Is it the yes. uh, Reign of Terror? They newly animated one episodes. Newly was there? Newly animated ones. Uh, yes. No, it's not them, but yes. But we didn't get to see them. We didn't get right. to, Yes, we didn't get to see them. Are you quite right? I'm going to write a letter and to And I bet you they're going to suddenly announce, after we've already done William Hartnell, and they're going to announce that they've found everything. Everything hmm. that William Hartnell ever did. Even worse, after we've done uh, the current one, they're going to announce they've found all of them as well. What, all of Matt Smith's? Yeah. <laughs> we found all of his episodes. We found all of Matt Smith's episodes. You're they were, all right. They were filed under Matt Smith. <laughs> Thought we'd lost him for a second, but they're there. So Zaroff, very much a B movie vibe with him on the entire show, but with him because Zarkov from Flash Gordon, he had the similar name. That is quite similar. Yes, I cannot disagree with that statement. In, in, in the writer's original draft scripts as well, Zaroff's motivation, he had a motivation, can you believe it, uh, was, was a revenge on the entire planet for the deaths of his wife and child in a car crash. But that was edited out. Because it didn't make much sense? It makes slightly more sense than what we have now. I, I just think, I think I prefer him just being a just mad nutter scientist. Well, that's what he is. He also leads the field. In, Rather in than t- having a flimsy excuse for uh, mass genocide. He also led the field in uh, taking fish from the sea. So fishing, apparently. He was, yes. he, was extre- he was an extreme fisher. Apparently. There's so I think Zaroff, therefore, is Robson Green. Or the other one. It was Robson Green. Okay. Yes. What I mean. Yes, you mentioned in the thing, but but we'll not mention it again. Yes, greatest scientific genius since Leonardo. Yeah. If you'll notice, the doctor didn't say Newton; he said Leonardo. Yes, he did. I. He, he skipped right past Newton and went back to Leonardo. Yes, he did. Yes, I am. <laughs> the doctor's wrong. <laughs> Quite you were trying. Wrong. You were trying <laughs> desperately not to say that, but then you just had to. I knew you would pick it up. <laughs> of course, I would. I, I specifically checked to make sure Leonardo was before Newton. Yes. Because Gav loves Newton, you see. Don't you, Gav? He's the greatest scientist ever. Didn't you say he was the second greatest? No, that's Feynman. No. Yes. And we'll get to him later. It's all about the science today. It's all about mocking science. Sarah also mm. said to the doctor about him having a sense of humour, and he said, I too have a sense of humour. It's not like just saying, jokes, I get jokes. 
Yes, so. Do you think he, do you think he'd get a Real Madrid to Surreal Madrid six joke? <laughs> no. no, I don't think he would. No, I did like that bit though. It was it was good. So so you're mentioning his uh, his uh, yeah your bit. I don't know why I'm yeah. leading up to it like <laughs> that. You just do it. But yeah, I like uh, I'm considering he his idea of being a scientist. His method of lifting Atlantis is uh, just exploding the planet and just lifting it up in little bits. I'd like to see what his physics class were like. Do you think? Do you think Zauroff and the um, the Daleks from Power of the Daleks could like teach some kind of science class? But yeah, I, I can like imagine uh, Zauroff at front of his class or something. Uh, now then, class, uh, I've got a problem. We uh, we're, we're trying to extract the lid from this bottle. Any suggestions? And like, so we'll do something. We'll say something like, "I know you could run it under hot water. It will expand the lid and uh, it'd be easy to move." Was, no, Susie. You throw the bottle on the floor. The glass explodes. No more lid. And he also calls you a fool seventeen times. You fool. <laughs> <laughs> Now your next assignment for is uh, imagine there is uh, I don't know Atlantis maybe how can we raise that? What you need is some kind of balloon. No, that won't work. Not enough destruction. Are you trying an accent? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So drunken time travel podcast. We give you accents no one else can. Or wants to. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, when... Uh, you, know, to, you know, towards the end when Zaroff was trapped in the cage because it went out to turn the light on. Well, it was trapped outside the cage because he turned the light on. Yes. Why couldn't he just get a stick or something like that just to press the big red exploded button at the right time? All he needed was a stick. Well, just he's not a scientist, is he? He just oh, needed wait. a stick just to poke <laughs> the button through the bars. That's all he needed. That's the problem with Atlantis. There, there was very few sticks. The fish people brought the sticks. And they're all on strike. They're all on strike. <gasps> Damn the fish people and their strikingness. So the doctor, he was in this episode. Yes. He, he apparently was, yes. And he likes dressing up still, apparently. As a gypsy, this mm. time. Thankfully it was only once. Yes, just... But just it was equally <laughs> as pointless. <laughs> yes. Yes, during the market scene. Which we'll get um, to. Yeah. Hope we can bring it... No, we'll get to it later. Actually, we're going to... Yes, the market scene where they were trying to kidnap Zaroff. Yes. And I came to two conclusions during this scene. Is one of them the Doctor doesn't know what he's doing? Yeah. The first one is that they don't have a good plan for kidnapping Zaroff. And secondly, whenever Zaroff was kidnapped, that Zaroff is a bit shit. <laughs> Those were my uh -huh. two conclusions. Yes, they, they, they kidnap him. It's, it's very typical of uh, early Doctor as well. 
He's, he's a very, what, very... Running about and stuff. Yes, amongst a very enclosed small set that you could fit on one, just one camera shot, and they were just, like, running around the central stone. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they didn't have very much <laughs> space for doing anything. <laughs> but I don't understand why he was kidnapped. Yeah, because the Doctor didn't have a plan. <laughs> we're just making shit up. It, as I said, the doc, it just seemed quite lost in this episode of things to do, so he just did random stuff and hope something stick. Because when, he, when he said he was going to kidnap the Doctor, he, that was just after his plan to... Was it just after the plan to flood Atlantis? No, it was just after the plan that... Uh, when he told Sean and the other miners to do the strike thing with the sea people, the fish farmers. Yeah. And uh, Ben goes to him, what are we going to know? And he's, what kidnaps off? It was just like an off-the-cuff Well, he never decision. has a plan, the Doctor. He just makes things up as he goes along. Yeah, well, yeah in this one, though, it just seemed to keep changing his plan. All the time, he, he he couldn't settle on a plan, and he was just completely winging it like he's never winged it before. Yeah, it takes a lot to kidnap someone in, a, in an area the size of someone's room. But anyway, in fact, it's even smaller than our room. Yeah, but people don't yeah. know how big or small our room no, is. Have you seen? This is how audio works. <laughs> Maybe we can post a picture. Maybe we can. <laughs> They might laugh at all those Doctor Who things. Yeah, people listening to a Doctor Who podcast <laughs> will laugh at all the Doctor Who things. They'll probably laugh at all your Final <laughs> Fantasy shit. Uh, there's no need to laugh about that. No, it's quite it's quite serious. How bad your problem is. The only problem is I can't afford more. Why haven't you got your tongue buried down here? He's busy scaring off all the people in my room. And the Doctor can't control the TARDIS, still. Yes, at the start of it, certainly, at least. At the start of the episode? Well, and uh, actually at the end. I was speaking more yeah. specifically at the end of the episode. <laughs> when he, you know, couldn't control the TARDIS. Yes, when he claimed he could control the TARDIS. But and was and then couldn't. <laughs> he also claimed uh, she was high class, but that was just a lie. That's got to be a reference that I don't get. It's an Elvis song. Is it? I don't like Elvis. Hound dog. Fuck Elvis. Okay. You should still know it. I, sh- I shouldn't know anything. But you know models, Inc. <laughs> it's his last appearance of his hat, Gav. Are you, dep- are you depressed about Is it, that? What? No. It's his massive, massive hat, and this is his last appearance. I'm not happy about the last hat appearance. I, I like his massive hat. The Doctor will not have a hat again until maybe the third Doctor. Does the third Doctor wear a hat? He wore a hat in the first episode, I recall. Did he? Did I will uh, defer to your greatness. He also had a tattoo in the first episode, but we'll get to that in many, many years. Many years in the next century. Yes, the Doctor says at one point he he uh, knows a great deal about Zara. This is towards the start of the episode. Apparently he does, except his hand and his death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't yes. know that particular point. Yes. I've read a lot about you in the history books, and 
Oh, I forgot that I killed you, though. Oh, I, oh, I killed you. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought it was someone else. Wait a minute, you drowned in Atlantis? Um, we're in Atlantis? and um, Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> See, fixed points in time. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe it just skims through the headlines in his uh, newsreader. Google Reader. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't read the articles, it just sees the headlines. That's all I ever did. Doctors are killed. <laughs> oh, what a shame. <laughs> and yeah, I, I liked also at the end, uh, whilst they're all trying to escape because it's starting to flood in, and uh, all the mines, I think it's like King Thouse and... Not Jamie, because he's, he's with Paul, ain't you? But yep. Ben, and... What's that other dude? The Doctor. Yeah, the Doctor. <laughs> it's not the priest, and, and he, it's not the priest because he's dead. Yeah. And it's a, not Zaroff, because he's off turning lights off or something. Yeah, and a few other people. It started flooding, they've all decided they're going to make their way back up to the surface. And... Uh, it's it's living, and they're just having like one of the most relaxed conversations you've ever heard, and no, they're not moving. They're they're just chilling out back in bottom of this cave somewhere while it's flooding around them. Well, there's nothing like uh, drowning to make you chill out. I wouldn't know. That. I have never drowned. Not yet, anyway. Or chilled out. There, there's still. <laughs> well, that's more likely yes. <laughs> And someone said at one point it's better to it, or implied it's better to drown than explode. I'm not sure it is. I I'm not sure it is, but I have heard it mentioned that drowning is quite peaceful. I I, I can't imagine what, choking that. on an entire yes. ocean is peaceful. It's not the entire ocean; it's just a bit of the ocean. It, yeah, but it's 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 more funny to to include the entire ocean. Whereas if you explode, you're dead in in microseconds. Yes. But if you if you I, drown, I, you you take a while to die. If you want to kill me, kill me in microseconds, not over a period of time. I would not like that. No. Where time equals t. Yes. And uh, pain equals exploded time. So there's God fellas that they, that they worship. Amdo yes. or Amno or I don't know. I think they were pronouncing it different ways. Everyone. It would not be surprising considering the 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 claw that they had in the smugglers changed every time somebody said it. <laughs> <laughs> but but he was a stone faced god apparently, or she or whatever. And I think it was a she as well at one point. Well, the statue was made out of stone. But it was a stone-faced god. I'm hoping they didn't think that the stone thing was actually the god. But it just seemed very much like Star Trek to me. Yeah, so I can see that, yes. So that is Star Trek. Maybe that's where Star Trek got their idea from. What, the the, uh, the stone-faced god? Well, Star Trek was going by this point. <laughs> yes, I know it was. Yes, I just remembered that. Sorry, sorry. So we mm. don't know if it's Amdo or Amno. No, I, I think and it's then Ando. And you, you've apparently written Ando in the next bit. I think it's Ando. Okay. It sounded like Ando to me. It's either Ando or Amno, because I remember checking. Yeah. I don't care. I'm going to call him what I want. What, what's he going to do? Is he going to sacrifice me? It's a she! 
Is it a she? Yes. What is she going to do? Yeah, Zaroff said at one point, point? At one point, Zaroff said, fool! And then just after that, he said, uh, your beloved goddess, Amno do. <laughs> is that what he said, exactly? It's exactly Amno what he said. Do. I can put no. the quote in here yeah. if you want. <laughs> there is no quote. It's been it's been deleted from time. Is is the quote just you going? I'm no go no. <laughs> yep. That's good pill for. I thought so. Anything to say about fish people? But yeah, and then there's a a point where sort of really early on in the episode where uh, you know the doctor and was it the priest? Yes. They get sent to the sacrifice. Yes, it was uh, the doctor and, and the priest. Yeah, and then uh, Ben sort of pretends to be the voice of the big giant head. Yep. So they escape. And so they, they escape by calling the big giant head. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, sort of, when they go back to report to uh, Zaroff, uh, they say, they say the big giant head just took them. Uh, obviously, Zaroff's not happy with that. He, he understands the escape, but the people, but, but the big giant heads took them. We we turned our heads for a second, and then they disappeared. Obviously, the big giant head took them. Yeah, how dumb can people be? It was quite amusing. The, I think they dragged it on for a bit too long. Then, that same one. What, Doctor Who, or just this episode? Uh, the, the, the whole series. It, it should have stopped with one episode. Fish people, yes, uh, they wanted them to go on strike, so I just wondered what the name of their union is, mm. and if it's official, and if there are picket lines, if there are picket lines underwater, can you just have a picket line underwater, or does it have to be a picket sphere, these kind of things came to me, but I, but I imagine the name of their union, a picket shawl, a picket shawl, yep, yep, that's acceptable. One of the union is called Associated Federation Union of Piscatorial Persons. If there are more P's in that, that would be even better. A few up. That That's not catchy. But that's what I'm thinking. I'd like to go to one of the meetings, though. Would you? The, the underwater effect was quite well done. During the uh, slide movie show thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just a pity they did it forever. Yeah, well, well, it gave us time to have a cup of coffee. I can't fault him for that. <laughs> but that's what they tend to do. See, Thunderball was around about this time, and they had underwater mm-hmm. effects, and they did it ad, ad nauseum as well. Well, you can't fault him for trying to exploit new sort of effects and technology to get over. I mean, I don't know if these were new effects or technology, but yeah. I don't know how they did it. I'm assuming they did it by string and people floating about and then mm. pretended it and then slowed it down. I mean, one of the... And people wearing weird fucking faces. I mean, Spielberg did the old... Once he got hold of the colour blue, he made everybody blue in that Avatar film. It wasn't Spielberg. Spielberg. It was wasn't it? Spielberg. Who was it? It was James it was Cameron. Cameron. That's him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, Cameron, he made everybody blue. He discovered the colour blue and then made everybody he blue. He discovered the colour blue. The, there was no blue before then. What, like that blue song? No, that weren't blue. I was green. Oh, right. 
It's I'm green, bloody. I was still hoping you'd sing that. Boo wasn't discovered until Avatar. <laughs> it's true. And he used it all the time. He used it all up, and now we don't have the <laughs> colour blue anymore. Damn that man. Damn you, James Cameron. I don't even know what to call the colour blue anymore. What colour green? Speaking of green. Mm. Hooray, it's an Irish person. And not just me. And this Irish person seems to think that insulting a race is the way to get them on board with the strike thing. Ah, the minor guy, yes. Yes. Sean, I believe his name was. Seamus. Yeah. Seamus Sh- 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 Patrick, let's call him that. Yeah, he just... Uh, you're all <laughs> stupid fish with stupid faces. Yes. Yes. I'm paraphrasing here, but... Yes. You'll never amount to anything. You're, you you're all is. lesser species. Yep. And then they started throwing things at him, and then he was like, all right... Mm. Yes. And then after he by, by the way, that, can you do me a favor? Yeah, can you yes. do me a favor? And then and then the guy said after he finished, he said, What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I've done just, all I can. I've done all I can. No, you haven't even less than you can. <laughs> and earlier before that he said to the doctor about getting them on board, he said, Someone someone will need to have the gift of the gab and the doctor says, Good thing you're Irish then. And uh, yeah, he'd been better. He would have been better sending Ben to do this. See what he should have done. He'd be better sending Ian. He should have sent Paul out and get him all a cup of coffee. He should have done it. Just made a cup of coffee in a while. I'm uh, quite mm. disturbed by that. But speaking of coffee, yes, it's time for talking about beer. Yay! What? Why is that? Speaking of coffee, it was meant to be speaking of Irish people. <laughs> Let's talk about beer. <laughs> But we moved on from that side. Uh, so what do you think of this beer, Gav? This beer? I uh, I love this beer, actually. Do you love this beer? It's alright. No. But you're a fishy person, aren't you, Gav? You like fish. You like your fish. You like your sea, don't you? Oh, yeah. You like your, 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 your uh, aquatic stuff. I do stuff. love my seafood, yes. Yes. I don't know if it's particularly it fishy, enough. but, yeah. But yes, and uh, and and quite unplanned as well. It it is the same brewery as the one that we had last week. It is. I, I think I actually mentioned this. Not last here. week. Well, last three weeks. Last three weekly. <laughs> but I think we actually mentioned or alluded to this one. We like, did without realizing that we would actually be having this one next. No, we did know we would have this one. Well, I didn't. This, is, yes, this is described as a, being a rich chocolate ale. And I, and I don't think it is, to be honest with you. I'll let you know. Don't you? Yeah. No, but I, I do really like this. It's it's really different. No, it isn't, because I've had chocolate ale, and it was chocolatey. But this is seaweed ale. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You can't call this a rich, dark chocolate ale, because it's not. But it's flavoured with seaweed as well. No, I think seaweed-flavoured chocolate ale would taste a lot more chocolatey. Only if it's a lot more chocolatey-flavoured. Well, it is It is described as chocolate-flavoured. I can it see it. It might have been the website. I be can fair. see it. But I really do like the hint of seaweed that you get with it. You can taste it. You can imagine you're drinking it from the sea. Or you could just drink it. You don't have to imagine drinking it. 
But it is a really nice drink. See, why would anyone want to drink anything from the sea? It would just be full of fish smoke, is what I'm saying. For the novelty? You're fine drinking mm. fish spunk for the novelty. I'll give it a go. Okay. I'll try mouse things once. No, you won't. <laughs> really? Most things? Most things. Uh, I'm not saying everything, but <laughs> most things. Okay. For instance, I wouldn't try death once. You would? No, I'm going to have to experience it once. I wouldn't try it. I'm going to try and avoid death. So, Ben? Yes, Ben. The doctor says to, uh, says to Jim, well, because he's talking about Robert Burns, and then he realised Jamie didn't know about him. And he says, well, to Jamie, it's 1746. So he's talking to Ben. Well, to Jamie, it's 1746. Robert Burns wasn't born until 1759. To which Ben says, it gets sort of complicated, don't it? And I, and I just have one thing to say to that. No. And my rebuttal to this is he's referring to Jamie. No, yeah. no, no. He's talking yeah. to Ben and he's saying, well, to Jamie. So he's, he's referring to Ben and Ben himself says it gets sort of complicated, don't it? Yeah, but Ben's talking to Jamie because the doctor was talking to Jamie. No one's talking to Jamie. The Doctor was talking to Jamie, so the Ben's now talking to Jamie. Uh, and the, what? Ben. <laughs> the Ben. <laughs> the Ben. The <laughs> Ben. And the Doctor. That's what I'm going to call him now. Speaking of Ben and his racism, <laughs> he, he calls Jamie <coughs> my old haggis. And he says that the Taurus will take him away from Scotland forever. Do you have a problem with that leprechaun? Oh, I see. You, yeah, you're you're attempting uh, comedy. Yes, I'm attempting comedy. Yes, and there's a bit at the very beginning where they're all thinking about where they want to go next. It, they're all yeah. thinking it, so it's like overlaid on, on their faces. doesn't work very well on reconstructions, but sure. And, uh, and Ben was thinking, I hope we meet the Daleks. This is, he was thinking this. I would hope we meet the Daleks. I don't think. So even in his own mind, he's being a sarcastic cunt. But why does he say, I don't uh, think? Is, is his own mind thinking, oh God, he wants to meet the Daleks? I don't think. Oh, I see what he did there. I don't I can get that. I, I can believe that of Ben. I, I believe he can confuse himself on that. I'm surprised he's just not thinking, I want to go back to the TARDIS all the time. Well, I, I probably is. Which is which confuses his brain. I can't imagine that he is not ever confused. Around this time as well, Ben and Polly were were uh, they were thinking about writing them out because Polly was not working well. Apparently, Gav. Yeah, apparently. Although I thought the last episode she worked really rather well. What the Highlanders? Yeah. Well, all she did was. Polly was the Highlander star of the run. show in the Highlanders. <laughs> should see this guy's face. <laughs> and, and they didn't believe that Ben would succeed without her. If they just stopped after succeed, they'd be right. <laughs> I used to I'll, like I'll Ben. Just ben. I just didn't this, believe that Ben... Doing, doing this podcast is just ruining everything for me, apparently. <laughs> I used to, apparently, I liked Stephen before I started this. She can apparently speak four languages. Yes, 
or at least she can ask if you can speak four languages. Was <laughs> I'm not sure what, what either. Was was this a desperate attempt to try and make Polly useful? Well, she can say uh, 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 Polly will français and can he speak Deutsch and stuff like that. But but if they replied, anybody can if say they, that. To if be they replied ja or we, would she have been confused then what to do yeah. next? Well, like we, we don't, been. we don't know. We we can say that, can't we? Well, I just did. Yeah. Or I got it wrong. I think it's pregnancy Deutsch. But if someone had hmm. said yeah to me, I would have said good. And then walked yep. off. I can't. Sorry. I'm going. She was also being made into a fish person. Yes, one of the fish farmers. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it seems a bit silly because fish people can't make coffee. Well, they can. It's just going to be very watery. Coffee is very watery. It's going to be even more watery. Even more watery than coffee. So water. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine a cup of coffee underwater? Yeah, it'll be really, it'll be really strong. Because don't forget, Gav, if you dilute things, they become even stronger. Yes. It retains the memory of coffee. Yes. That's homeopathy coffee for you. Homeo coffee. Homeo coffee. Stop doing mm. portmanteaus. No. I did like our uh, Polly, uh, when when we first landed, she played the uh, Guess Where We Are game again. I'm going to miss that when they go. They go in a couple of stories as well. Is it? Is yeah. it that close? Next one we have uh, is the Moonbase, and then... No, three, sorry. Moonbase, Macro Terror, and I think the one after mm. that is the Faceless Ones. Mm. Yeah, I'm really going to miss the guests. We're in Cornwall. Because <laughs> that seems a popular one. <laughs> well, she made two guesses of where they were this time. She made a guess that they were in Cornwall, and she got that wrong. And so, so she made. A, a, she, she made. She, she made another. She was in Cornwall. She made another guess that they were sometime after 1968. <laughs> so she, so she was uh, doing a fifty-fifty there, I think. Well, she placed it at 1970. Yes, that's true. And and we never found out what year it was. No. You can just... But, you but can the, bet, doc, you can the bet Doctor that, was pleased with her reasoning. You can bet that's annoying a lot of Doctor Who fans. They don't know what year that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, what did she... She found that... She found the uh, bracelet fro- that was yeah, the, the from was the Mexico Olympics from 1968. Yes, so it was some time after that, so obviously it was 1970. And the doctor accepted that. Yeah, well, he's just going to say, yeah, whatever. Boy. Yeah, it could be any time after 1970. He's not, he's not There's a millennia his... of years to choose from. He's not going to disrupt his coffee supply, is he? To be fair though to well, Polly, yeah. to be fair though to Polly, she hasn't made coffee in a while. Maybe that's why he's so, tried to sweet talk her up. So maybe that's why she's, yeah. she's got they've got better at writing Polly just before they write her out. Yeah, we haven't written her about doing coffee for a while. Maybe we should just get rid of her. That makes sense. But she did fuck up. Her and the priest left. They left mm-hmm. her and the priest in charge of the, uh, the heart attack. Sarov. Yes. Which is an ocean figure. Who was faking it? Probably, I don't know. And uh, and uh, yeah, he he, he kidnapped her. So so she he was kidnapped by her. I and think he I think you're being her. unduly unjust. 
towards Parliament. Why? Because I like Parliament. <laughs> well, at least you're honest. That's why. You like Pauline. Stop being unkind to Pauline. Look, they left her in charge and she fucked up and then ended up with the priest being killed. The priest, I should mention, had a fantastic Nemo stick. It, it wasn't so much of a fuck up as he just overpowered his captors. No, we're moving on to the Nemo stick. The Nemo stick was fucking amazing. It was, it was, it was basically the fish from Finding Nemo on a stick. <laughs> which, which he then put on his head later on. Besides, if we can find a picture of that that's good quality enough, which we won't, mm. it should be the cover. <laughs> we'll have to try and remember to find a Nemo picture. Nemo picture. I wonder do they have like uh, characters from other Pixar movies on sticks? <laughs> I'm sure Wally would turn up at some point Probably Do they have Woody on a stick as well? And uh, where is the stick in relation to Woody? Uh, I don't want to think about one See, this is the kind of thing that we have to think about we don't It's our sacred task to think about these it, things We're talking about Doctor Who, not Woody on a stick She also said that radiation was too difficult to explain to Jamie I know you're going to agree with that well, to be fair, button in a jacket's too difficult to explain to Jamie. Richard Feynman wept. For he said... He may have. He, sa- he did say it, because we watched that thing the other night, and he said yes. it in that. He, he would have wept in the face of Jamie. He wept in your face. He said that any scientific concept should be, be able to be explained to a lady. He's your second favourite scientist, don't forget, Gav. Yes, I know he is. Who's your third favourite? Third favourite? Mm. I haven't thought of that. You haven't, thir- for- you haven't thought further than two. No. <laughs> Richard Feynman wept again. Moving on to Jamie then, if you can't think higher than two. Uh, he, he asked, well she asked, remember Polly asked about the four languages to the, to the Atlanteans. Mm. Uh, Jamie asked if they spoke Gaelic in Gaelic. Which is a pity they didn't, I was, I was thinking. be nice if the, all the Atlanteans were speaking Gaelic. I think they should have spoke Italian. See, I can speak Gaelic as well, Gav. No, you can't. I can't. Gajimur Tatu. You, you can that's, speak a sentence. That's that's what time is it? That's a Kuma Tatu. No! Ruining everything. I wonder, do they have any of the characters from The Lion King on sticks? I bet they do. I bet they have they're all. Not, not I bet Pixar they have characters. all the Pixar characters on they're sticks. They're not Pixar characters. I bet they have characters on sticks. <laughs> Just any characters <laughs> on sticks. They've got them all. Oh, that would have made that, this episode much better if they were just selling characters on sticks and kept bothering the doctor to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> that was our plan. Now, now that is a souvenir shop I'd like to go to. <laughs> You go to Atlantis, and all they're doing is selling characters on sticks. <laughs> Come on, it's going to sink in a minute. <laughs> it's going to sink in a minute. Don't you want to buy this this lamp on a stick? Could come in handy if someone turns out the lights <laughs> later on. <laughs> what about a car on a stick? Everyone likes cars. I've got a moon. You want a moon on a stick? <laughs> 
I wouldn't even criticize you for saying there's no moon character in things. You, you have a thing to say about Jamie and being a girl? Yes, I think apparently uh, during the early episode, because Jamie wears a skirt or a kilt. Well, it, it, just another reference to the characters being disguised as other sexes. So there just seems to be quite a focus on people dressing up or getting disguised as the opposite sex at the minute. Either intentionally or subliminally. Yeah, that word. One reason I like Jamie is uh, he, he, he enjoys travelling in the TARDIS. It makes a change from everyone else we've had travelling with the Doctor recently. Well, okay, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> But Ben's, he, he always wants to go back to the town. He can't wait to get back to the town. He's like a teenager. He just wants to go back to his room and sulk. He just wants to go outside and play. It's like if the doctor keeps saying, go outside. And he said, no, I want to go back to my room and play my Mega Drive or whatever it is. Whatever the Mega kids, Drive? Whatever the kids play these days. I'm going back to my youth, you see. It's not really my youth. I was like 20 at the time. That's still youth, isn't it? It is mm. my youth, yes. Yeah. Mm. Quite depressing, isn't it? My youth is a PlayStation 2. Your youth is yeah. an actual PlayStation 2. Yes. You know the crazy thing is, this isn't the uh, last time a companion will be turned into some kind of animal. Real? I can't think of one I found. Vengeance on Virus, the sixth doctor. Perry is turned in, is slowly turned into a bird. Oh, into a bird? I think it's a bird. It doesn't stick, though. Mm. Not like there's sticks in uh, Atlantis. National Society for the Welfare of Children in Hospitals, and I didn't make that up, I complained at the time about the surgery scene that would scare children who are going into hospital. What? I would say, I, I, I'm actually thinking it would be the opposite, because they'd be thinking, excellent, I'm going to be made into a fish person. I'd be happy about that. What, I'm being made to work as a slave? Are we made to work so as slaves so in, in, in hospital now? No, when you when you turn into a fish farmer, you are. All right. Unless you're on strike. <laughs> you are. You're on strike, it's fine. But you need somebody to insult you racially first. <laughs> Look, you're going to be turned into a giant fish. I'm sure someone will insult you racially quite quickly. So in Atlantis, there were, there were actually live cables. There was a sign saying live cables. You're on, mm. a, oh, you're on a town or a city. Yes. Yeah, you build it underground. to go into, yes. into the water and you're, you're installing live cables. Well, well, you've got to have live cables somewhere for power. Well, just until the next power was... No, I don't have signs saying live cables. It'll freak people out. Well, there's there's a bit of a doctor signs a note, yes. and he signs it Dr. W. Uh, so is his name Dr. Who, or is it Dr. Vernon now? Or maybe his name's Dr. Tungsten, and he's giving it the uh, chemical formula. I don't think that's quite... A title drop. You don't think it's a title drop? It, it's not quite a pun, if you like, on Doctor Who. Well, then we won't let it count, then. So I think it's still five so far. Yeah. Because, like, most of the times we do it, it, it they do it as a pun on the name Doctor Who, because that's not actually his real name, apart from in this episode where he calls himself Doctor W, and uh, when... The the robot thing calls him Doctor Who, which are like anomalies. They they're like serious mentions of his name, which 
and that obviously is name. The like mistakes. But we're as all the rest of them, the like the the play on words of Doctor Who. It's like Doctor Doctor Who. It's like a quick it's like somebody else calling him that. As a play on words, it's it's like a pun in it. A pune. So I don't I don't think that counts. Then I reckon. Do you agree? I agree. You've thought about this a lot, so I've decided I agree with you. So quotes. Yes. And uh, and what be your quote? My quote is from Damon, and uh, this is Damon on slaves. Slaves are in revolt. They've cut off all food supplies. I cannot understand it. Why do they act like this when the hour of triumph is at hand? They are just slaves. What can you expect? Which I just love. I'm so very typical of this episode. Yep. Damon is the great, the greatest character ever. Who's your quote from, Gav? Yes, and speaking of Damon... <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do like that you've put the track number. That's very helpful. Yes, I, I thought that would be helpful. And, and the exact times as well. I know. I see that. But uh, the, right at the very end, uh, they were actually contemplating uh, Doctor Who's death, or the Doctor's death. So that, and uh, and rebuilding Atlantis in his horror, horror, <laughs> in his honour. No, it's not. It's not the episode, It's not. It's not the chase with the horror house. Or maybe that is what they build. But they were going to rebuild Atlantis in his honour, and but without the gods and without everything, and and it's just rather amusingly the the fish bit on the end as well. But here's the quote. Here's a quote that you've just given us. Yes. Basically. Any sign of the doctor? No. He must have died saving us. We'll raise a stone to him in the temple. No. No more temples. It was temples and priest and superstition that made us follow Zaroff in the first place. When the water has found its own level, the temple will be buried forever. We shall never return to it. But we will have enough left to build a new Atlantis. Without gods. And without fish people. I found it quite poignant and amusing. Amusing at the same time, yes. I want a series with Damon. <laughs> so, uh, final thoughts then? Um, I I literally don't know. I think it was alright. Yeah. It was alright. It's It's got enough insanity to keep you interested. There's a lack of substance. Funny, there's a, like so there's that, a lack of substance in a B-movie. It, it is the most insane story since The Edge of Destruction, I'd say. Yeah. It's not the best actor. I, I can't disagree with that. Just... Or did you write that? No, I didn't want that. Okay, it's not the best acted. Say that again. Uh, but I thought it could have do, done with more mad scientists. And less of the... Uh... Doctor dressing up. Even though we did it like for five minutes. And less of the fish farm in uh, Strike Scene. Yes. Because, yes, because right really, there. did that need to be five minutes long? It, it wasn't five minutes it wasn't, long, but, but it was. It was. It was long. Yeah. The music in it was great, though. So yeah. But, yeah it, would you? Would you recommend this episode to people? I'm guessing yes and no. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe watch this one because it's one of the few that actually has a surviving episode in it. Yes. But maybe wait until so the second watch, one exists. Yes, so just, well, it does exist. So just watch episode yes. two and three. Well, watch the whole story, but just when episode two is available. 
Episode 3 does have him ending with uh, him saying, And nothing in the world can stop me now! Yes. So that is the important part. So we have a question from Jesse, submitted by Kim. <laughs> and the question what? is thusly. This is on Twitter, so you can ask <coughs> us on Twitter. I mentioned yeah. that earlier, but you may not have been listening. Yes. But you should have been, because it's a podcast and you're listening to it. Question is, are Daleks born with the awesome canister, or do you have to get that from the baby Dalek store? I like to imagine the baby Dalek store is like an Apple store. What's selling food? But with Dalek geniuses. <laughs> well, obviously Daleks are geniuses. Obviously. They know about chemistry and shit. Mm. Oh, whatever. Including world domination. And... I think the Daleks are, are come with the awesome canister in the same way that figures come with weapons and things. What, you buy them? Yeah. Mummy and Daddy Daleks. You, you buy, buy baby Daleks. Buy their baby Daleks, yes. Can I buy my baby Dalek with... No. With so-and-so weapon attachment? Yeah, that's how the, uh, the special weapons Dalek came about. Yeah. Was that a specialised, customised? Yeah, that was, I'm, only, I'm that was only available <laughs> on the Scarocon. <laughs> Limited edition Daleks available. <laughs> yep. That's what happened. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Dalek Steve come from? No one knows. It's a mystery. Did he accidentally it's fall into a Dalek The magic mystery <laughs> of Dalek Steve is part of our history. It's... Uh, did you say what? What did you what? say? I, don't, I can't remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> did he fall into what? Oh, I think I said, did he randomly fall into a Dalek case? <laughs> just some random person. Yes. And he couldn't get out. So a bit like Ian in the uh, first Dalek one. But but he could get out, obviously. No, but he couldn't get out. So maybe, maybe he is Dalek Steve. That would explain his stupidness. An ex-McDonald's employee just stumbles into a Dalek case and can't get out. Yes, we should make this into a cartoon. <laughs> so next time I'm doing the next episode, which is mm. the moon base. Obviously yes. that's after the supplemental that we do next week. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, as usual, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, please rate, comment, or like, or do something. Or just smile at us. That's nice. We like that. Mm. Yeah, I like smiling. And uh, this week's quote comes from uh, Dave Barry, and it goes thusly. <laughs> there comes a time in a man's life when he hears the call of the sea. If a man has a brain in his head, he will hang up the phone immediately. Soupy twist. Soupy twist. Ah, come in, Mr. Orm. Welcome to the BBC. I believe you want to pitch a Doctor Who episode. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for this opportunity. The story I want to pitch has the TARDIS travelling to the mythic city of Atlantis. Atlantis? I don't know. We're trying to get past all that. Do you have anything with Cybermen? Did I mention it features a mad scientist who wants to drain the world's oceans? And fish people! Ooh! Tempting. I do like fish people. Perhaps too much, though. 
Underwell, with a money-eating shark. Bless you, sir. I can see you're a trier. I still don't think it's what we want. You see, here at Caves! The... Sorry? It has caves. Lots of caves. Sold! 